Hello there and welcome to the Ask Time Film Podcast, where we talk film, TV, games and all that jazz like there's no tomorrow. This week we're talking about the most anticipated films of 2023. My name is Tom and as always I'm joined with my co-host John. How are you this week? Hello, hello. I'm feeling great. Thanks for asking. What about you? I'm very good. Last week was the best of 2022, so check that out if you haven't already. So now let's look ahead to the most anticipated films of 2023. We've got a lot of exciting films to come, and we're going to be talking about them in release order based on UK release dates. And of course, these are subject to change, I swear. I swear. The Flash is going to be on on every one of these most anticipated episodes every year. Because always... You you know know what I find out? Apparently the Flash film was announced the same year that the Flash TV show came out. And now it's nine years later. No, really? And the Flash film still doesn't come out, but the Flash TV show is on its final season. What? <laughs> need to get their act that, together and release that, this that, bloody movie. That is crazy. It really Dang. is. Obviously, there are also some TV shows and games that we're really excited for, but we're going we're gonna to stick with films. Yeah. So let's start it off with Empire of Light, which is actually already out by the time of release. So yeah, Empire Light. Empire of Light. This is Sam Mendes' first film since 1917. Oh, what are we thinking about this one? Are we excited? Mm, oh, mm, I don't know. It's going to be an experience to what story he wants to go into, really, because you know, with Sam Mendes, he's done Spectre. Like, did did mm. you do? Yeah, he did Spectre and 1917 and Skyfall. And I'm wondering if Empire of Light is about exploring life of cinema. I mean, I've heard mixed things. I think it's already out in in America, this one. But we've got quite a lot of directors coming out of the woodwork this year. Obviously, there'll be quite a few on this list. Exciting stuff. But yeah, I think it's interesting because how do you really top 1917? I don't think he's trying to top 1917. But I definitely think it's going to be interesting how he goes a step further, how he develops. And I guess we're going to have to see another film that wait did i say that wait did, uh, empire of light is out on the 13th of january i don't know if i said that but yeah so it's already out <laughs> speaking of directors another film in january coming out is babylon on oh. the 20th of january oh. which is the next film by mr damien chazelle the director of whiplash and la la land and first man and it has really flopped in the states yeah. Babylon isn't doing well at all. However, I couldn't give two shits. I am so excited. Same. It's so weird when you look back at La La Land, and that was like a massive success, if you remember at that time, you know, everyone was talking about it. But with Damien Chazelle, if you hear his name, you're like, wow, great director, you know, Whiplash and First Man. Those are just amazing films. And Babylon, it's really interesting when, you know, you've got these big actors, you know, like Margot Robbie, Brad Pitt. And then once you feel like, wait, have I seen this film before? It kind of did feel like Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, you know, like that chaotic energy with yes. everything that was like in LA. But it's not yeah. going to be like that. It's going to be like... No, 20s, isn't it? 20s, Which yeah. is really exciting and interesting. But it is weird that it has flopped so catastrophically. I really hope that it's great. We're going to be doing a podcast on most of these films. We will do as much as we can, but this is literally next week. (laughs) We're going to be talking about Babylon. So I'm definitely really excited to see what he does, because I think that his direction is so unique, and he has a really great relationship with music, especially when you think of Whiplash and La La Land. So there's definitely a lot to talk about. Another director, just another one, (laughs) who (laughs) has got a film coming out, is Steven Spielberg. You might not know him. He's very niche. Oh, okay. He has a film, The Fablemans, which is out oh, on the 27th okay. of January, which is Spielberg's kind of biopic retelling of his life. 
and his love for cinema and it's about like prejudices that him and his family experienced and what's that what's that it's basically just belfast it's basically just belfast but for america and steven spielberg now last thing that he had out we didn't do on the podcast that was west side story which i thought was great but that also was good it wasn't that amazing but that's that's just my opinion well you're a big fan of the original right i've never seen the original so i have nothing to really compare but that also wasn't hugely successful so you know we've got a few directors here that aren't quite as successful in the main public as they used to be (laughs) many reasons for that but yeah the fablemans what are we thinking about the fablemans (laughs) i just don't know what to say i mean it's spielberg of course course i'm gonna watch spielberg's films he is one of the top directors in the movie industry in the trailers i thought it was interesting you know you can see that polarizing factor like you see filmmaking as a hobby but he doesn't and it's the idea of who do you want to be in that time yeah spielberg always has stuff to say about growing up and about the nature of childlike wonder a lot of his films that you know you associate with childhood whether it be et or other films <laughs> they are really <laughs> really exciting i was gonna list them and then i was like it's just et isn't it it's, it's just, just et, ET. Yeah. yeah he has such a breadth of stories that he has told and i'm definitely excited this is another one we're doing on the podcast so yay now to take a step back from the directors and let's take a look into the corporate side of the industry uh, 17th of february uh, we're getting ant-man and the wasp quantumania <laughs> So that means that we're going to be watching all the Ant-Man films. Get excited, John. What do you cry. think about Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania? <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sorry, that was just <laughs> me speaking. Oh, right. Nice, nice. <laughs> yeah. It kind of sounded like I'm the Animal you. Crossing. Seemed like I'm talking. <laughs> Very nice. Um, Very nice. We just um, don't want to talk about Ant-Man. I, don't. I just don't care. I mean, like, okay, anyone who's listened to the podcast before knows that we have made a promise. We are going to be covering every Marvel thing because it's interesting. (laughs) Because no matter if it's good or bad, the fact that this franchise is still going and still as popular as it is when it's still pumping out what is questionable content, it's interesting. And this film, if you look at the other two Ant-Man movies, I don't think they're very well directed. I don't think they're even that good. The first one's not bad. The second one is bad. But what are they presenting to us in this one? We've seen a trailer. What does that trailer have apart from Elton John and Jonathan Majors? Not Uh, much, to be honest. Nothing really jumps out to me. It looks like more CGI spectacle. Not in the good way. It's not like Avatar. It's not like really, really well polished. It just looks like actors standing on a green screen wearing CGI suits. And if I could say what I'm excited for in this film, it's Kang. I'm excited to see Kang. But beyond that, I don't know. Yeah, I just feel like it's just going to be a hollow filler film. It's like when you watch Marvel, basically, you feel like you want to ask, Hey, is this filler? And mm. then Marvel puts out like, no, 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 no. It's it's very important. It's it's very important. It's not filler. And then yeah. when you watch all the Marvel films, you're like, what did I get? <laughs> you only get like two movies that actually has story. I mean, there's some midpoint stories that you learn about the characters, like in Captain America, the Winter Soldier. Yeah, no, I think I agree with what you're saying. And this is the first film of Phase 5, if you can believe phase it. Five? Phase 5? Yeah, right. Ah. Phase 4 was very much like, here's a lot of middle stories you know the whole filler question is a whole thing but it didn't advance the overarching plot maybe like loki did i guess but it's not doing anything for plot and i don't think it's doing anything particularly special for the characters either as martin scorsese says we all know (laughs) that these films aren't saying things about the world they don't have anything truly meaningful to say they're not cinema they're just not not. 
And I hope that Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania is exciting. I hope it's fun. I hope I enjoy it. Hell, I yeah. hope it's a really good movie. But is it going to be? I don't think so. I don't mm. think that most of these films really will bring that. But who knows? Who knows? We then move into March for another franchise film. But this one I'm a little bit more excited for. It's Creed 3 on the 3rd of March. This is the ninth Rocky film, but this is the first one not to include Rocky in it. It's Michael B. Jordan's directorial debut, and just like Quantumania, it's got Jonathan Majors, who I'm slowly falling in love with every day. The more that I see him, I'm just like, oh, Jonathan, please, no. Oh, Jonathan Majors. I love you. He's (laughs) cool. Yeah, yeah, we have a trailer for that as well, and yeah, what are your thoughts on this one? I really like when films have a different take, you know, a different direction on the story, you know, where you want to focus on the characters like it's not going to be like the same kind of story but this one is a lot more different with apollo finding out that he's finding his best friend the one that he grew up with and yeah I'm... you mean adonis but yeah adonis, sorry oh my god i'm so sorry with people that people go wait apollo he's not even <laughs> big rocky fans like How apollo died in the 80s oh, oh that was sad actually yeah it was very sad yeah anyway moving on to adonis yeah he's finding out that his best friend and really excited to see where the story goes goes and i need some motivation you know basically when you watch rocky or creed you feel like damn i need some motivation when you watch them you feel like you're powerful you feel like you're unstoppable and that's the power of creed films you feel like you are top of the world and that's what i love about them they just give you a lot of motivation in creed 2 there was like the best training montage that i love i love it oh, so much. yeah in the desert in the desert and Brilliant. with ludwig granson's yes score. and melding that with yes. hip-hop oh. it really is i mean okay recently i rewatched watched all the Rocky films, all the Creed films, and honestly, it's a franchise that is slept on. I don't think there is a single bad film in the bunch. Yeah, okay, Rocky 3 and Rocky 5 are the low points, but they're not bad, I wouldn't say, and I think this story of this character and this journey and the way that it goes from being about Rocky Balboa to being about Adonis Creed and about the Creed family and about legacy and all these things, so great. I really hope that it can continue to do new things and to be interesting. This new villain looks to be something that we've never seen before. We've never had a villain. I guess the one you could count is Apollo Creed in Rocky 2 but we never had a villain who has previous connection who already knows the hero and I think that's really interesting Yeah, and I hope that they can do it really well without Rocky. However, I will definitely take a Rocky cameo. Please just have Rocky in a scene. I think it would be great. Even though Rocky's story is done, I think Creed 2 is amazing. I just hope that Creed 3 can continue and maybe end the saga. I don't know if they plan to do a Creed 4 but like, yeah, if they want to end the franchise here, do it well, I say. Yeah, I'm really excited for it. It looks really good. Yes. Our next film is mid-March, 17th of March to be exact. And it's, I don't know, I feel like I'm a presenter. Our next film is 17th of March. It's 2023. It's actually Shazam! Fury of the Gods. Now. Now, no. now, 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 now. DC. <laughs> okay. We have so much to say about DC. Now, I want to yeah. say we're recording this on the 7th of January. So we don't know what the new slate is. Apparently, there are going to be a few films that James Gunn is going to announce later this month. We don't know. Yeah. And we're not here to talk about all that's happening in DC. However, it's a difficult time. It is a difficult <laughs> and time. And we've got Shazam coming up. Sequel to the 2019 movie. David F. Sandberg coming back to direct. All the actors coming back. Whatever, whatever. It's going to be really exciting i'm just a little bit like i don't know a lot's happening with dc right now and i hope that this film can be good 
as a film, as a sequel. I hope that it can just stand on its own and not worry about the fact that it's in a universe. This might be the last Shazam film that we get. They might just completely reboot the franchise. And if they do that, fine, go for it. But I just want this film to be good. A lot of people said, oh, why should we care anymore now that it's no longer part of the universe? I just hope that it's good and I hope that it's a worthy follow-up. I think the first film is fun and I just, I'm sick of seeing DC be disappointing. DC hasn't really been great since last March. <laughs> I know that that's not that long ago, but Black Adam and the whole thing around that and everything that's happened recently has been really sad and I want Shazam to be really good. Yeah, I'm just like, yeah, you've got a new D. Oh, 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 the Superman's. Uh, but we won't get into that. I mean, Shazam, yeah, just let it be good. I'm just like crying over here, just finding out every day a new DC plan or new DC reveal that James Gunn is like tweeting on Twitter, like, guys, this is false. And then, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I'm just like. <laughs> There really is just so much happening. Can, can we, in, can we in move on, please? I'm about to cry, please. Okay, we shall move on to the 24th of March, oh. where we are getting John Wick Chapter 4. I think the last John Wick film came out in 2019. I'm not sure who's directing this one. But yeah, it's the fourth film in the franchise. We also have a spin-off coming called Ballerina. Ballerina what are we thinking yeah. about this one? It looks good. Oh, it's directed by Chad Stahelski, who I'm pretty sure did the last one as well. Yeah, I think he did. Yes. Oh, and the first one. And the second one. Okay, so did a lot of those. Yeah, he's Kiana's stun double, I believe. I mean, I'm not hugely excited for it. It is John Wick. It's really cool they continue in the story, but I'm not really particularly excited for it. I mean, it's just expanding on what he's doing, like, I need to find the table, the high table, whatever. And uh, I mean, cool. Yeah, John Wick, more shooty, shooty and bang, bang. And <laughs> shooty, shooty, bang, bang. Yeah, I mean, like, I think the John Wick franchise is fine. I don't think it's anything special in terms of story. I really like the action, but nothing is really kind of jumps out to me to be like, oh, yeah, I'm super pumped for this. But I can't deny it's a fun franchise. So, yeah, yeah I'm there for it. Let's, I'm there let's, for it. Let's, yeah, give let's me watch something. John Wick kill people in more inventive ways. I want to see him kill somebody with... Um, a teddy bear. Um, a teddy bear. That's very good. Use the teddy bear to like. <laughs> Why did you say it in such an amazing way? I was just looking at yes. my Kirby teddy bear. And <laughs> yes, a teddy bear. Or oh, candle. That will. That is perfect. A candle. That'd be easy. Just like burn their eyes out or something. <laughs> wait. Okay. I'm sorry. I what? thought I'm showing. Wait. 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 Uh, I'm showing a side to myself right now. We then move on to seventh of April. Yeah. Let's not do. think about it. Please do. We have Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. Oh. Now I feel like I've seen the trailer for this so many times i know the story now <laughs> i know what's gonna happen exactly yeah. i'm just gonna be like yeah yeah chris pine yeah he's gonna be the comic relief yeah 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 well, i mean it's chris pine michelle rodriguez various other people good cast though hugh grant's uh, the there. guy from detective uh, pokemon yeah justice smith that's right detective pokemon uh, uh directors yeah. john francis daly and jonathan goldstein honestly this looks like a lot of fun based on the trailer it looks like it's got some really cool action looks like it's well shot a lot of on location stuff the dialogue looks like it's perfectly cheesy and goofy like fast and furious yeah basically i love chris pine he's the best chris don't even he's the best chris on that. yeah he is the best he, chris he and the best chris. there's a moment at the end of the trailer where michelle rodriguez's character says he also plays the loot 
lute and it cuts to just <laughs> one second of Chris Pine singing, playing the lute. And I'm sorry, but that's all I care about. I want to go to watch it to film and see Chris Pine sing with a lute. Oh my God. If anyone's watched the, whis- the, the I sort of said the whisker then, the witcher, there's a character who plays the lute and is very fun oh, and yeah. sings and it's great. I want that, but Chris Pine, please, please. Yeah. That's not currently a film that we're going to cover on the podcast because we've got a lot on this year, but I yeah. do want to get there at some point. So it might be in like October, but we're going to get there. That is a guarantee. We then move 7th of April to the Mushroom Kingdom. <laughs> it's Super Mario Brothers. Oh, yes. <laughs> this is it, everyone. The one we've been waiting for. Chris Pratt oh as God. Mario. An illumination movie that genuinely looks really cool. What do we think about Mario Brothers? Um, Mario Bros. Should Mario I say? Bros. As a long-time fan playing on the DS, and <laughs> sorry, I mean everyone has. I had it on the Wii. And just thinking about the video presentation about Chris Pratt, just saying like how much he's playing playing Mario on the Koopa Troopers. Like, hey guys, I'm a big fan of Mario. I'm gonna be voicing Mario. I've been stomping the Koopas and all that. <laughs> yes. I'm like, yes, yes, yeah. he's Mario. <laughs> it looks really good. Yeah, not gonna lie. It's just the voice acting that throws me off a bit. Yeah, it, everyone yeah. else is fine. We've got. It's I mean, we've got some Chris amazing. Ca- I mean, Jack Black as Bowser, Charlie oh, yeah. Day as Luigi, and his Hail of Joy as Peach. Is it Keegan-Michael Key playing Donkey Kong? I don't no, know. Oh, no, Toad. Keegan-Michael Key's playing Toad. Yeah, that's right. I can't do Toad's voice. I say don't oh, try. Okay. Okay, okay. I say let's not. I was about to... Okay. okay, you can try if you want. I'm fine. I, I don't want to... But... <laughs> No, I'm with you, though. It is just the Mario voice that I'm worried about. Yeah. But the animation Ooh. looks amazing. They're combining yeah. so many different things, which may end up a bad idea. But, you know, you've got elements of Mario Kart, elements of Donkey Kong, elements of Super Mario Bros. itself. You've got underwater stuff. And, like, there's loads of stuff that looks really, really cool. And I just hope that it's great because I want it to be. It's directed yeah. by Aaron Horvath and Michael Jelenic. And I just really hope it's good because I'm excited. <laughs> I'm not one who loves illumination, but I'm excited for this. Oh my God, I had a dream yeah. last night. Genuinely, oh I had a dream last night where me and you were going to the cinema to see Despicable Me 3. I don't know why. And we were like going on this quest three. to go and see it. Yeah, 3. But and... we didn't even see 3 together. No, I know, but I just had a dream that we were seeing it together. <laughs> and we were so excited and we were like, just like, oh, we, we got to see Despicable Me 3. It was... A very strange dream. <laughs> was it like uh, Rick and Morty bending go? It was like, yes, we need to go. Morty. We need to go into the cinema. Despicable Me Three. Despicable Me Three. Uh, yeah. I don't know. No, I it was weird. My, I need to ask my like... parents. Yeah, <laughs> no, I'm sorry for. It audio was even views. like I think one of our parents were like, "Why don't you go watch Minions 2? And We were like, "No, we need to see Despicable Me 3. I don't understand. It was weird. It was such a strange dream. But... Minions Three isn't even out. No, I don't even know. I mean, it's probably happening. Uh, but yeah. yeah. Next is May, 5th of May, to be precise, and probably the only Marvel uh, thing that I'm actually excited for this year. Yes. It's Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Oh boy, I'm so oh happy to be enthusiastic about Marvel again. It's Yay! James Gunn. Yay! If you heard our podcast on the Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special, you'll know that we're very excited for this one. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm sorry, that was a bit of a pause right there. It like... <laughs> I think it's going to be great. The tumbleweeds just... <laughs> Pass by. It's just like the way that you said, it's just great. Yeah. It's just exciting. It, I mean, it, it does look cool. It looks like it's going to be like a proper, you know, ending in some capacity to the Guardian story. 
I feel like it's going to be emotional. I mean, we had some happy stuff, like wholesome stuff in a holiday special, but mm. in this one, it looks sad. Absolutely. And what's great about this as well is that it's going to be a really cool opportunity to rewatch the first two films, which I haven't watched them in years. It's exciting because I'm excited about Marvel again, and that is worth so much when they're going to move over to a bit later, May, 19th of May. We've got Fast X. Yeah! This is our 10th Emily. Fast and Furious movie. Definitely a troubled production on this one. Justin Lin, the oh, director yeah. of like five of the others, I don't know. He's directed quite a few. Yeah. He left the project because Vin Diesel is a big old personality. And it's now being directed by Louis Lettier, which is cool. Who knows how good his directing will be. But yeah. Fast X, Fast 10. Yeah, Fast X. What are we feeling? Um, he's just like really funny, but sad. You see this timeline of Justin Lin. He was like, hey guys, I'm going to be working on Fast 10 and 11. Everyone's like, yeah, cool. Okay. Fast 9 was a bit, uh, okay, but yeah, sure. Fast 10. And then you see this timeline and then you see Vin Diesel on Instagram posting on set like, hey guys, Vin Diesel. And then you see him nonstop being with Justin Lin all the time. And then he literally left just in a month or or a week. I don't know yeah. when, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah it was quite just... early into production. It was, like, really kind of shocking. There's a really yeah. great video of Vin Diesel being like, hey, hey, Justin, hey, Justin, this is, this is going to be the yeah, best I one yet. Yeah, I remember that and, as well. And Justin's like, yeah. He looks like he's I... being held at gunpoint or something. <laughs> yeah, like, he really does. Please, please, I yeah. want to leave. I just want to make these movies. And, and then Vin Diesel's like, family. Yeah, I mean, we covered the ninth Fast and Furious movie. We've seen the other eight we haven't seen Hobbs and Shaw, but I definitely think that the last two Fast and Furious movies have been disappointing. Fun, but disappointing, of course. But I think the franchise really peaked with Furious 7. And oh, I really yeah. hope that they can find a way to really reinvigorate the franchise. If we're doing two more or something like that, let's end it with a bang and yeah. not a whimper. Family. <laughs> Family, yeah. Family. We then move to 2nd of June for... Spider-Man Across the Spider-Verse. Now, I have apologies to make. I said in our Guardians of the Galaxy holiday special episode that I was more excited for Guardians 3 than I am for Across the Spider-Verse. We recorded that video a month before we released it. So, you know, uh, many things changed in that time. You know, for many, example... Many things like, changed. Yeah, it's like James Gunn's decisions regarding DC definitely made my faith in him in that pod. You know, I still have faith, but it was a little naive. But yeah. also, since we recorded that pod, they released a new trailer for Across the Spider-Verse. And, oh my... When I said that I'm more excited for Guardians 3 than Spider-Verse, to quote Thorin Oakenshield, I have never been more wrong in all my life. This film looks so good. It looks insane. I mean, with the animation, well, I mean, the animation just tops it again. And it just looks amazing where they're going with the story into the Spider-Verse. No, John. No, John. They're going across the Spider-Verse this time. Yeah, this is brilliant, of course. We've got Phil Lord and Chris Miller back again in the writing room and as producers. And this time the directors are Joachim Dos Santos, Kent Powers, Justin K. Thompson. And it just looks so cool. There's so many things in the trailer that looks amazing. The animation is still taking new leaps. The story, like, it looks really interesting and still looks really character-focused, you know, for basing it off this trailer. Miguel O'Hara, Oscar Isaac, Spider-Man 2099 looks really cool as an antagonist. You know, they've updated character models. People are growing. It looks like we're going to see more from Miles and from Gwen and from Peter B. Parker. Apparently, we're not going to be seeing Nick Cage as Spider-Noir, which is sad, but also... I get it. So, you know, moment of silence for Nick Cage. But also, there's going to be some cameos. And I don't care about cameos, Cameos. mostly. But oh my god. Spectacular Spider-Man. 
oh, is yes. on the poster. Oh, <laughs> I am so, so excited to see Spectacular Spider-Man again. I feel like he's going to get the Andrew Garfield treatment where he gets like an ending in a movie that isn't his uh, own. Yeah. Oh my God. I heard a lot about Spectacular Spider-Man. The show didn't finish, I think. Yeah, they had, I think, a six-season plan, maybe more, but they only got oh. to do two seasons. Oh. And I've watched it. I think it's on Disney+. Plus. It is, without a shadow of a doubt, the best on-screen Spider-Man thing. It's better than the Raimi trilogy. It's oh. better than any of the other films. What? It's better than Spider-Man PS4, any of that. It rivals the comics. I think it's the definitive Spider-Man interpretation, and it's amazing. It's so good. It's, it's like 26 episodes in total. And yeah, the story doesn't finish, which is a real shame, but it is just brilliant. Wow. Okay. I'm definitely going to watch that. Yeah. Yeah. There's even rumors that Tobey Maguire and Andrew Garfield and Tom Holland are going to be in it. And honestly, I trust Phil Lord and Chris Miller and their writing. I love the Lego movie. I love 21 and Train to Jump Street. I love Cloudy of a Chance of Meatballs. So I really hope that these films continue to hit because the first Spider-Verse film is so, so, so important to me. And yes. I really hope that, you know, they continue to hit it. Mm, very excited. And that takes us into the summer blockbuster season so next we have on the 6th of june we have elemental which is pixar's next film about elemental people <laughs> they're like humanoid creatures made of the elements i don't really know much about the story so i'm gonna i'm gonna google it is what i'm gonna do <laughs> i, uh, I don't know film... what elemental is really no i, I just know uh, it's just elements yeah so this is i have it written down on the 6th of june but my phone says the 16th of june so i'll say the 16th of june this is directed by peter stone and the synopsis is in a city where fire water land and air residents live together a fiery young woman and a go of the flow guy discover something elemental how much they actually have in common so yes yeah, so so it's kind of like a fire girl and a, a water boy. And yeah, I mean, Pixar, definitely, they need a win. What was their last film? Was it Turning Red? No, oh my God, it was Lightyear. The last film was Lightyear. No. Oh, oh. God. Oh, that film is a lot worse than we gave it credit for. But yeah, even before that, I didn't nope. think much of Luca. I didn't think much of Onward. Soul was pretty good, but I didn't think much of Turning Red either. They need a win. They need a real, they real need a win. win. They need a win. And I hope um, that this is the one to do it because considering that this is the same people who did Wally -E and Monsters Inc. and The Incredibles and Cars and Toy Story, their current output is pretty disappointing. Yeah. If you compare that with the earlier Pixar films, you're like, wow, this is art. This is yeah. cinema. But then you're like, what are they doing? What well, is confusing? I mean, yeah. like, yeah, that was just... What a misfire. Can you believe that that is our 100th episode? And that will always no. be the 100th episode of this podcast. We'll always be light year. <laughs> that is sad. Oh, no. It um, is sad. Let's, let's, let's hope. Okay, our next one on the okay? 9th of June. You're okay, though. You're saying like you're going to have a stroke. <laughs> John, we're not even halfway through on the list that I have here. <laughs> okay. There's on. so many films. 9th of June, Transformers, Rise of the Beasts. I'm not one who really cares that much about Transformers. I don't think any of the sequels are that good, but I like the first one. I like Bumblebee. And this one isn't directed by Michael Bay, so I genuinely think it could be amazing. This one is directed by Stephen Cable Jr., who did Bumblebee and Creed 2. So, I mean... Oh, okay. 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 It, it actually looks really cool. Have you seen the trailer? It looks really yeah, cool. Yeah, so I've seen the trailer, actually. It looks really it cool. It looks actually pretty awesome. And who doesn't love Transformers? They're cool robots. Yeah, robots <laughs> in disguise. They're cool robots who can turn into cars. It's really cool, man. It's yeah, cool. It looks... The voice acting seems really good. Yeah, the vo like, they're just badass. I am Optimus Prime. 
I, I, I am. Yeah, I can't do his voice. I am Optimus Prime. I can't we, do his voice. We we can man. we can only try. Oh wait, yeah. no, maybe Stephen Cable Jr. didn't do Bumblebee, but he did do Creed two, so that's okay. Bumblebee was directed by Travis Knight, who oh, oh. Travis Knight, who I am going to talk about later because there is a film by Travis Knight coming up, so we will park it there. But our next film is the 23rd of June, and it's Asteroid City, <laughs> which is oh, Wes Anderson. I, I thought you were talking about a different film. No, it's Asteroid City, Wes Anderson's next film. We talked about French Dispatch. We've talked about all the Wes Anderson films. We did a ranking video. He's my favourite director. I love him. And I really, I'm excited. <gasps> oh, Tom, oh, I actually got something for Christmas. My friend gave me a postcard book. Oh, thing. yeah? You know, like, oh, get yeah. all the postcards. Sure. It's accidentally Wes Anderson. All the oh, postcard cool. shots. Are all Wes Anderson like? It's got like shots from like Grand Budapest or The Darjeeling Express. Oh man, and like Owl of Dogs and Oh my God, amazing! I'll show you That's it later, so but cool. it is so cool. But yeah, Wes Anderson, great director, amazing director. He we love he him. Amaz- I mean, there were some mm. weird ones, but there were some amazing <laughs> ones. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, he's great. No, definitely. I think Astro City, the whole concept of something more sci-fi. I think I will now Google the <laughs> the plot. Here we go. World-changing events spectacularly disrupt the itinerary of a junior stargazer slash space cadet convention. Now that sounds cool. Just the idea. I don't even know, but just the idea of this just sounds so cool. We've got a really fun cast as well. A lot of returning faces from Wes Anderson's films. Bill Murray, Edward Norton, Adrian Brody. But also some new ones. Tom Hanks, Scarlett Johansson, Maya Hawke, Margot Robbie. We got some really great actors in this film. Rupert Friend is in it, who played the Grand Inquisitor in Kenobi. So we need more of the energy of, hello, third sister. (laughs) Love him. Love him so much. Another thing that I love is Barry Allen. Now, one thing that I don't love is Ezra Miller. So that that brings me perfectly into the next film on the 23rd of June, same day as Asteroid City. It's The Flash, ladies and gentlemen. Apparently it's out this time. It was actually our most anticipated film when we did this video last year. Oh, how the times have changed. Oh, how the Ezra Miller changed. did a couple of crimes. Just, um, just a few. Bloody hell. I mean, um, just If you like, looked at what you did, you know why we're not excited. Like, I love The Flash. I really do. I love Flashpoint as a story. I love the It films. So I love the director, Andy Muschietti. I think that Sasha Kale is a great at casting a Supergirl. I love Michael Keaton as Batman. But the fact that Ezra Miller is playing Barry, it really brings it down. And honestly, we've been waiting so long for this film. I don't even know if I'm excited anymore. I just want to see it. I just want to know if it's good and I want to move on with my life. Yeah, we looked at the stuff with Batgirl and all the terrible things that happened with it. And then oh, the I forgot why... about Batgirl. Oh, yeah. I'm sorry, that was bro. supposed to come out this year. What? Or maybe, <laughs> or may- maybe last year. Either way, it was supposed to happen. It's so stupid. I don't know why I've done that. We heard about what was the audience score for The Flash in secret screenings. It got really high scores and they said it was like the most exciting film since the dark knight which i'm like okay they always say that though the thing is is this film it doesn't look like it's gonna be a flash film it looks like it's gonna be a dc film that resets the universe and it's like what is the point of any of that can we not just have a good narrative and a good film it feels too soon to do flashpoint 
but I still hope it's good. I hope it's as good as people say. I hope they've been keeping it for a reason. And God damn it, at least we're going to see Batfleck again. And we're going to see Michael Keaton's Batman again. And we're going to see Supergirl. We're going to see some really exciting stuff. Even if we have to endure watching Ezra Miller. And the most annoying thing is that they took the cameos off. Mm. Henry Cavill was supposed to be in it. Why doesn't... Why? Why? I don't care I don't about... Know. Like, again, like, it I wouldn't matter. But the fact we're never going to see Henry Cavill as Superman <sighs> ever again, it's like... Ugh, DC, come on, guys. But let's be positive for the next film, 30th of June. Yay. Indiana Jones the Dial of Destiny. Now, this yeah. is a film that I'm excited for. It looks amazing. It does look amazing. I mean, Harrison Ford, hell yeah. Give me Harrison Ford any of the day. And it's him as Indiana Jones, a character that is so beloved in, you know, yes. in cinema history. Yes. And I'm really Brilliant. intrigued of like where they're going to take the story in Dial of Destiny, which is such an awesome name. Yeah. The whole thing and that whole trailer just looks like it perfectly captures Indiana Jones. James Mangold is a brilliant director. I just think that it's going to be great. We've got Phoebe Waller-Bridges in it, and oh, I think she's writing yes. on it as well. And we've got Mads Mikkelsen and Toby Jones and some really interesting oh. locations and stuff and returning and, characters and just like, and what's... The, the aging of Harrison Ford. Yeah, oh right. My God, that looks really that cool. looks insane. How yeah. they've done that, and I was like, "Is that real?" It I just don't know. Mad, and, and it's John Williams' final film. Oh, dude, this, at this least means at least score, at, this at least he, be epic. Yeah, at least he says it's going to be his last film. But still, I'm really excited for this one. Indiana Jones is great. There's so many things exciting about it. For example, they're bringing back Lego Indiana Jones, John. <laughs> they're bringing it wait, back. What? They're rebooting wait, it. They're going to make not, more. Really? They, they're going to make more you, Lego no, no, Indiana stop, Jones stop, stop. sets. Stop, You're trolling. You're trolling, right? No, no, they're going to make more Lego Indiana Jones sets. Oh, I thought you meant the game. No, John, no. They could never remake that classic. <laughs> I have it, though. If you want to play it, I've got it. <laughs> I'll happily let you borrow it. But no, I played that again recently. It's, it is yeah. amazing. I'm excited to rewatch all the Indiana Jones films. It's going to be yeah, great. Yeah, same. I mean, apart from the fourth one. It's good, but I was like, eh? at the end, <laughs> I, was, I was just like confused. I was like, that took a weird turn. I used to uh, look, when I was a kid, my two favorite films were Indiana Jones and The Kingdom of the Crystal Skull and Pirates of the Caribbean, Dead Man's Chest. Like those were the two films that I watched on repeat. They, so I have a lot good. of nostalgia for that They're one. They're really good. Our next film on the 14th of July oh. is Mission Impossible Dead Reckoning Part 1. Oh, we yes. have Tom Cruise and Christopher McQuarrie back again. The dynamic duo. I don't know what I'm <laughs> saying, but I'm saying it. Tom Cruise saving hot off cinema. the... They are saving cinema, it's true. Tom Cruise hot off the success of Top Gun Maverick. This franchise is so good. I mean, we're not going to cover all the Mission Impossible films on the podcast, but still, yeah. the six Mission Impossible films, they don't miss. They are they really back cool. Back. Fallout? Ah, oh, I'm not kidding. That is the best Mission Impossible. Yeah, it probably is. It, it's mental. Like, the Mission Impossible films, for the most part, get progressively better. Now, that is rare for a franchise. That is rare. <laughs> it's like, because McCoy was like, okay, I'm making this huge task right here to go from Protocol to Rogue Nation to go to Fallout. And man, Tom Cruise and Chris McCoy are yeah. like, yes, I know what you're talking about. I need to get my motorcycle and just <laughs> fly into the air. Yeah. I mean, we all know that Tom Cruise is eventually going to kill himself doing one of these films, but my God. <laughs> Why did I laugh? He's, no, it's he not. Made... It's just sad. It would be sad but, one but day he, if he does that. But he does make cinema and the films that they do, you know, they, they understand what makes a good film and what makes good spectacle. And I can't wait for this one. It's going to be great. It's going to be great. I am going to be in for it. It's meant for cinema. Yeah. 
Yeah. Absolutely. Now, oh. the next one is somehow even bigger. It's nuclear, you could say. On the 21st of July, we are getting Oppenheimer. Christopher Nolan returns, everybody. And he's gonna kill us all he's with gonna, a nuclear yeah. blast. <laughs> I don't know how he's done this. I'm here for it, man. I remember that edit you showed me uh, <laughs> on Twitter. It's going to be like that. Yeah, that somebody like, edited uh, like a behind the scenes as if Christopher Nolan was actually dropping a nuclear bomb. And it, it's but, funny because he says that he's actually recreating the nuclear blast practically. How? I'm very concerned if he's got to, you know, Universal be like, can we just um, practically remake a bomb? What sure. A Why nuclear not? bomb. And the fact that they've done it in New Mexico, I think. Oh, yeah. Well, well, I think that's where the original nuclear test was. So oh. I think they're recreating it there. I mean, I haven't seen the trailer because yeah. I want to wait until I can see it at the cinema. My head was empty while watching the trailer. I was like, <laughs> sometimes I think, then I forget. That's how yeah. I do it. Well, I've seen the first trailer, you know, of the countdown. And oh, oh my God, it's oh. it's just so exciting. Every it's time so exciting. you get, the, you get like the whole thing with these images and you get the whole like from Christopher Nolan. You get like the whole like countdown. Of the... <laughs> it's so exciting and genuinely so like, exciting. I'm so excited. There's only one thing that could make me more excited on the 21st of July, 2023. And that's if Greta Gerwig just dropped a Barbie film with Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling and Shuti Gatwa oh. and Simu Liu. Oh. That's not going to happen, right? Oh, no, it is happening. They're both on the same day. Yes, they're on the same day, Tom. Oh, my God. That means I'm going to go for a double bill. First, yeah, me Oppenheimer, too. Me too. then Barbie. Yes. Greta Gerwig does not miss. Little Women, Lady Bird, even like, you know, when you look at like her acting roles, I haven't watched white noise yet but i'm sure she's amazing in it but you know you look at francis ha she's a man of dogs she's just amazing Incredible. who better who better to direct a barbie movie again i haven't seen the trailer because i'm waiting until i can see it on the big screen i'm waiting to sit in the cinema and see the images flash before my eyes see the Did 2001 you... a space odyssey reference and i can cry and i can say greta i get it now i understand <laughs> i can see the light and i want to ascend right there in the cinema and fly up to nicole Kidman and say, I understand now. <laughs> that might be the best interpretation I've heard about, like, you know, from AMC with Nicole. I am so excited for Barbie. I know that my most anticipated film is probably Spider Verse. It is. But Barbie is so close. I am shaking. I am so excited. Oh, for this you're movie. quaking your, in your boots. I... I need to see the trailer at the cinema, like, so bad. I don't know when I'm going to see it. The trailer is actually amazing. Did you see Ryan Gosling? I'm so excited. I've seen pictures, and I know the gist of the trailer, but I haven't seen it yet, and I'm I'm just so excited. I'm there for Ryan Gosling. (laughs) Yeah, me too. I'm there for everyone. It looks great. um, Did you see the Empire Best Actor? Nicolas Cage? Hell yeah. But there was one thing that really annoyed me. Ryan Gosling was not in the list at all. Really? I was like, where's, where's Ryan Gosling? Ever since I saw, you know, those pictures of Margot Robbie and Ryan Gosling, those production images, I was just like, this is going to be amazing. It's going to be amazing. I was at Christmas dinner with my friends when the trailer dropped. And I was like, oh my God, Bobby, everyone, Bobby trailer. We didn't watch it, but I was, I was elated and I I really am. And I'm really sorry, John, but we have to go from Barbie all the way down to our next Marvel movie on the 28th of July. We just can't move move from there. We have to do it. We have to do it. You were at a Christmas party. (laughs) 
Yes, I was. And Barbie <laughs> no, dropped. No, you were just and there. And I was so and excited. Then like, oh, this is the same Christmas party where people were telling me that films shouldn't be over two hours long. It's and then it's there not you a group. Were. A king it's not a group singing, <laughs> no, no, shouting, Barbie. Hell yeah, you were it's there true. at the party. Yeah, that, people that saying exactly what it was. Two hours, two ticks for Barbie, please. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So yeah, we do have to face our next movie on oh, the 28th of July. We've got The Marvels, which is the sequel to Captain Marvel. Nia DaCosta is directing. It's bringing together Brie Larson's Captain Marvel with Iman Vellani's Miss Marvel and Tayana Paris's Photon, I think. Monica Rambo from WandaVision. A lot of stuff happened in this one. Apparently there's going to be musical elements and sci-fi elements and loads of different things. I don't like the first Captain Marvel movie. I think it's so boringly directed. But this one's directed by Nia DaCosta, which I think she could genuinely bring some interesting direction to it. So for that, I'm excited, but I don't really know anything else about it. Same. The first one, I feel like that the character of Captain Marvel was not directed as well. It's genuinely mad that that's the first female-led MCU movie. It should have happened so oh, yeah. so many oh, years so beforehand. Weird. Yeah. I don't think history is going to be kind to it because I just don't think that it's very good. <laughs> but I really hope this one is worthy <laughs> of the characters. If they do the characters right, yeah. I mean, oh, that's so weird. That's the first one with Marvel. You know, like we got a lot of male-dominated superhero films. Mm. And it just goes back to the first Wonder Woman movie. And I thought that was just great of how yeah. they fully fleshed out Wonder Woman in the first one. Hollywood have always struggled with female superhero movies. You know, you look at, oh, yeah, look of course. at Catwoman and Supergirl and Elektra. Wonder Woman really was the first one that made people go, oh, this is a thing. This can actually do really well. And hey, Captain Marvel grossed a billion dollars. I just think that this character and these characters, even when it comes to Monica Rambeau and Miss Marvel, they deserve something better than what they, oh, have they had. Do. They do. We, obviously, yeah. we did a video on Miss Marvel, and that ends with Captain Marvel swapping places with Miss Marvel or something like that. And Miss Marvel, the beginning especially, is very, very well directed. So I think that hopefully they could bring some of that into the Marvels. Make it more alive, basically. Yeah, yeah. exactly. And that's actually the final Marvel film for the year. Only three. Oh, oh. You would think more, but no, it's only three. They were going to have Blade, oh, but I then died. apparently the production for Blade is very troubled right now. So who knows what's happening with that? But yeah, no more Marvel on this list. So we can move on to the 4th of August when we have... Now, I only found out about this film yesterday, but I'm so, so excited. 4th of August, <laughs> Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, Mutant Mayhem. Oh what? my God. Wait, wait. Oh my what? God. How come I haven't heard, oh, heard of okay, this? Okay, right. So this is an animated film. It's it's not part of the Michael Bay reboot from a couple of years oh, ago. Of course, of uh, course. I don't know. I don't know if it exists in any canon, but I literally just saw the designs of the turtles, and oh boy, it looks cool. Okay, let me find. Uh, let me find you the mutant mutant. This is what I saw on Twitter. The designs for the turtles, wait, which I wait, think are Tom, so cool. Tom, Tom, no way. Wait, wait. I just looked at the cast. Right, James Marsden. Yeah, the guy in oh, Sonic, yeah? he's playing Splinter. No, that's brilliant. Hell yeah. Oh Here's no, a great wait. look at the turtles. Okay, then oh, have a look. John, it's been copyright striked. Oh, damn it. They look so cool though, I promise. They really do. Okay, so this, this is, is directed a sad by... day. It is, is a sad, sad day. day. But it is right. but, it's, but it's directed by Jeff Rowe, who was a writer on Gravity Falls and <gasps> Disenchantment. No way. And Mitchell's he's versus doing the this? machines. 
Yeah, right? Oh, dude. So, like, oh, and was a co-director on Mitchell's versus the Machines. So, you know, this is going to slap so hard. This is all Spider-Verse, man. Like, Spider-Verse, it showed people that animation can be amazing and can still have a life in these days. And getting Mutant Mayhem and, you know, more Spider-Verse. And have you heard about the new Puss in Boots movie? Apparently, it's yes. amazing. Apparently, yeah, it's it. really, really cool. And it's, it's really like, cool. Is, yeah, I heard this about is it. This is brilliant. Like, wow. This is really, really cool. I'm so excited. Yeah. I love the turtles <laughs> a lot. We're then moving to the 18th of August for an actually exciting DC film, I think. It's Blue Beetle. I'm so excited for this film. Oh, this is it not looks... on the list for me. Well, no, Blue Beetle. Well, yeah. Well, sir, I'm really excited for this film. I think that bringing in just a completely new hero will be really fun. And I really hope that it's going to go into the new universe if it is going to be a full reboot. It's directed by Angel Manuel Soto and it's starring Zolo Maraduena. He's Ooh. a really good actor. He is in Cobra Kai. He's the main kind of like kid. And I think he could be great. If you've seen the set photos, the suit looks great. Apparently the film's going to be entirely in spanish which is awesome because obviously Wait, it's like it's Sp- all mexico oh, because yes. it's like Please. it's like it's all set in mexico and stuff and i think that would be amazing i just think that this film just looks like it could be so cool and i really hope it is and then the next one this is bringing back what i was saying about travis knight for transformers is wildwood now wildwood again i only found out about this recently same day as Blue Beetle. It's the 18th of August. This is Laika's next film. Now, if anyone doesn't know Laika, they could possibly be my favorite movie studio. Oh. They've made Coraline and Paranorman oh. and The Box Trolls and Missing Link. And what's that? What's that? Cubo and the Two Strings, which is one of the greatest films ever made. They do stop motion animation and they are so good. You know, if you enjoyed Guillermo del Toro's Pinocchio, if you enjoy the work of Aardman, Laika is so good. And Travis Knight directed Cubo and the Two Strings, directed Bumblebee, and is directing Wildwood. That's literally all I know about it, and I'm so excited, man. How familiar are you with Laika's stuff? Like, have you seen Cubo? No. Oh, man. Okay, well, we are going to do a ranking of all their films before Wildwood comes out, so get excited, John, because Cubo and the Two Strings especially is a banger. It's so good. Okay. We're then moving to the 6th of October. So basically nothing in September that I could find. And we have a Marvel film, but not an MCU film. It's Craven the Hunter. That's right, folks. It's Spum. <laughs> Spum is back. <laughs> the Venom universe. They still haven't recovered from Morbius, but... We have Craven the Hunter starring Aaron Taylor Johnson as Craven. I don't know if Spider-Man's going to be in this one, but probably not. This one is going to be directed by Google. Don't fail me now. Google has failed me. <laughs> Craven is going to be directed by JC Chandor. So yeah, who I, knows if this is going to be any good? I who didn't knows? hear about this. I did hear about he was going to be in the film. So Aaron Taylor Johnson, Russell Crowe. It's got a good cast, He's got a good but cast, yeah. who knows if it's actually going to be good. I didn't like the first Venom. I liked the second Venom. I didn't like Morbius. What was that cutscene anyway in Morbius? The one where Morbius is like, hey, Michael Keaton's character. Oh, yeah. I don't know who I got here. Has something to do with Spider-Man, I think. Yeah, no, stupid. I don't think this universe has got much that makes it interesting, but let's hope that Craven is good. Now, and I'll tell you what will be good. On the 3rd of November, we are getting... June part two. Yes. Now this. Excited for this. I mean, obviously we did a video on the first June. It's amazing. Denis Villeneuve is an amazing director and I think this film is going to be awesome. I had a dream last night about... About Despicable Me 3. John, did you also have the dream? (laughs) 
my my son finally had the noodle dream. It's you finally had the, the Despicable Me three dream, John. It's, it's the prophecy. You need to <laughs> no, come no, down no. and watch Despicable um, Me right now. No, I had a dream about Arrival, and I was like crying from thinking about it. And oh, I was like, wow. God damn! That in the dream, in the dream, or in real life? I don't know. <laughs> you in, woke in, up in and dream. you were just crying, and you were like, no, oh. in the dream, I think you like, like. Oh my god, John! It's like your name. Sometimes I wake up and I'm crying. <laughs> Dude, I have that and film you don't, right in front of me. And you, you don't know why. It's because oh, it's man. because of Arrival. Well, we are going to be doing a ranking of all <gasps> Denis Villeneuve's films, just like we did Wes Anderson, my favorite director. Denis Villeneuve Tom. is your favorite director, so we're going to be doing all them. Tom, I just had a realization. You didn't mention Suzume. Oh, no. I didn't mention Suzume. <laughs> okay, wait, okay. June, good. Okay, Suzume, let's go. When's that out? Crap. Um... <laughs> 14th of April. Okay, 14th of April. That's the day after my birthday. Wow. Susan May, this is the director of Your Name. And also also the director of other things. What's the other film that they did? Weathering With You, right? I haven't seen that one, but I have seen Your Name and I do love it. Susan May, I've seen the trailer. It looks mental. It really does look crazy. I didn't watch the trailers much. Uh, I've already seen it once, but I I thought the trailer looked really, really cool. This film, I mean, this year is a really good year for animation. When you think about Spider-Verse and Suzume and Mario and Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles and Wildwood and even Elemental, we've got a good year for animation coming up. Yeah, and this guy who created these two films, they're just incredible. Your Name and Reading With You. Your Name yeah. is that top-tier cinema. Definitely. Oh. And again, we will be coming Suzume. We don't have a slot for it like when it comes out, so similar to Dungeons and Dragons, we're going to do it like later on in the year, but don't worry, we will be doing that. The next film is Wonka, which is on the 15th of December. This film is like a musical origin story about Willy Wonka, starring musical. Timothy Chalamet. And I mean, it's got a hell of a cast. Rowan Atkinson, Matt Lucas, Olivia Coleman, Hugh Grant, Keegan-Michael Key, Sally Hawkins. I mean, brilliant. And it's a musical. And oh, it's directed by Paul King. He directed Paddington. John, this is this is by the guy who did Paddington 1 and 2. Oh this is going to be cinema. This is going to be cinema. Oh my God, yes. I didn't know that. That's incredible. Everyone who doesn't might love be Paddington? shocked about this, but I haven't seen Paddington 2. What we, what, what have you been doing for, I don't for, know. for six years? Six, six years? No, it's about like five years, like uh, Christmas oh, 2017, years. I think. I but, was busy wow, wow. Playing you were, you were busy the whole films. time. You were busy re-watching the first Paddington movie. Uh, no, of course not. What <laughs> no, are you talking about? I really do love Paul King and I love the Paddington movies. So if this is what we're doing, let's do it. I'm, I'm in there. I'm, I'm so ready. I'm so ready for it. Yeah, give me a musical. Yeah, it's kind of sad. There isn't a lot more musicals this year. Who knows what will come up? There's always yeah, hidden, hidden gems that, we, that we, we, we don't know about and then they, they pop up and are actually amazing. Our next film on the 20th of December is Ghostbusters Afterlife 2, the sequel, whatever they end up calling it. Again, this will be directed by Jason Reitman. We did a video on the first Ghostbusters Afterlife. I didn't like it. I oh, thought it was fine. There's another so, Ghostbusters film? Yeah, apparently, like, I think Netflix are doing quite a few of them. So, yay. I just don't think that any of the Ghostbusters films are that good apart from the first one, which is fantastic there's really no point in doing it so why what like why are we even like what what's even the point i don't know i'm not really excited for this one yeah i mean ghostbusters i'm not really excited as well yeah there's nothing much i want to say yeah yeah i mean like the first one definitely was trading on nostalgia it was very much like oh remember ghostbusters and i think at least the second one maybe will be a bit more inventive but still yeah who cares who cares really 
Yeah. What's the next film? The ne- <laughs> we can tell yeah. it. We can tell that we've been recording for so long. John's like, what's the next one? Just let's finish this. <laughs> I'm getting really hungry. I'm like, Ugh. no, yeah, no, me, me yeah. too. The next one is 29th of December. It's Aquaman and the Lost Kingdom. Another DC oh. sequel coming out. I love the first Aquaman. And this is also directed by James it, Gunn. It, it's good. And I just really hope that this one is also, you know, strikes the same balance of heartfelt and cheesy and has those really cool action scenes and really dynamic camera movements with really great visuals. I just hope it's really great. And I'm, yeah, yeah I'd love to see more from this this franchise. Yeah, please, DC, please give us something of a turn. Give us like a return of the king or something like that. Yes, we need something to, to hold on to these days. Now, that's it for the films that we have dates for. We have two more films on our list, but we don't um, actually have dates for them. We just know that they're uh, coming out this year. Tom, there's another film that I found What's out the other film? Now. What's the other film? It's a Studio Ghibli film that is oh, directed shit. by Miyazaki himself. Yes, yes, of course. I'll tell you what, you're here with the anime picks. Like, you forgot this and you forgot this. And I'm like, oh my God, yes. What's it called? How do you live? How do you live? That's a good question, John. I cannot answer that. But does it have? No, does it no, have? Wait. A, oh, 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 does oh, it have oh, a release okay. date? Okay, that's this is annoying because it's coming out in Japan July the fourteenth. So okay. we don't know a date for that yet for Europe. Basically, we don't know when. Right. But that's pain. But we got. Well, again, yeah. let's hope that we can get that and and we can cover it on the pod. I'm just looking at our schedule for this year. We're going to have no space. It's nearly full. We literally have two spaces left in the entire year. That is mad. We have so much to do, you know. Like, there's loads of great TV. Doctor Who 60th anniversary. Mandalorian's back. Bad Batch is back. It started a a few weeks ago. We've got Jedi Survivor, which, you know, video game in in terms of that. Like, we've got some really cool stuff coming. But, yeah, our final two. So, this one's coming out in May. Don't know when in May, but it's coming out in May. It's Killers of the Flower Moon, which is... (gasps) Oh, Martin yeah, Scorsese. Scorsese. Oh, give us, give uh, us next cinema, film. Scorsese. Give us the give cinema. Us, did you Did you hear what he said? Scorsese. Give us did, cinema. Did you hear what he said recently about Tar? Yeah. Yes. And he was like, "I can see the I can see the clouds parting on cinema," and I'm like, "Yes, yes." yes. The king the, has the, spoken <laughs> about cinema, the future of cinema. That is reassuring to hear. Like, yeah, yes, yes. Lydia Tar is saving us all. Is that out in the UK yet? I don't know if that's out. Oh, here, I remember but... Empire oh, was reviewing about it. They just gave it five stars. Yeah, of course they did. It's tar. <laughs> it's, you... tar. it's tar. What'd you expect? But yeah, uh, Kills of the Fire Moon. Is this Scorsese's first film since The Irishman? Yes. I think yes. it is. Yes, it um... is. I, I believe, yeah. It came out in 2019 or 2018. 2019. Irishman. I haven't watched I haven't, I haven't either. So, you know, we're fake fans, apparently. But yeah, there's loads of great Scorsese films. I mean, yeah. it's Scorsese. What do you expect? He's oh, I watched, a um, master of the craft. I recently watched Goodfellas. Crazy oh, amazing. I recently amazing watched uh, King of Comedy, which I thought was also fantastic. He's great. Yeah. And I definitely want to watch more of his Shut stuff. Just Island. Very different. Just Island. Oh, yeah. He's so cool. He's yeah, what he's... a guy. What, what a, a guy. man. I love him. Our final one is from another really cool director who we've done. We've done a lot of this director's work in our first year of the podcast. How could we forget this? Again, no release date, but we know it's coming out this year. It's Rebel Moon. This is Zack Snyder's sci-fi Star Wars-esque thing that he's doing. You know, we may not be getting the Snyderverse, but we're getting Rebel Moon. This looks really cool. It does. Like we we yeah. only have pictures, we only have like small tastes, but it looks like it's going to be absolutely fantastic. 
Oh, I hope it gets like a trailer soon. The concept it just sounds so cool already, and we love we love Zack Snyder's films. He does something so cool every time, and you know this is gonna be like a spin of like some samurai films, sci-fi films, and he's gonna yeah. do a mix. And I'm wondering, you know, what he's gonna do with that. And oh, it's so cool! It's so cool. Yeah. Yeah. So honestly, like I think that his films are great. I wasn't huge on Army of the Dead. But I do think yeah, that his other films are dead, fantastic. Yeah. And the cast that we've got going here, Anthony Hopkins, Sophia Boutella, Jaimon Honsu, Ray Fisher. I mean, like, come on. It's going to be brilliant. Anthony and, Hopkins like, is in this? Yeah. And it's no, like, you know, you look at like dude, some of yes. like the behind the scenes and some of the videos that he's posted. There's a lot of practical effects and the costuming and the way that he shoots things. I just think that it's going to be really cool. I want to see the Snyderverse. I would love to see more from him yeah. for DC. But this sounds even cooler than doing more DC stuff. He's making his own universe and he's got plans to do multiple of these films. You know, this is like his avatar. And I think that that sounds really sweet. Ah, yeah. Let's Zack Snyder cook. Yeah, he will. Let him cook, lads. Let him cook, lads. <laughs> yeah. And that's 2023. That's all the films we're excited for. Oh my god, that that went on, didn't it? That that bloody. We've been go- we've been recording for nearly two hours. Who knows how long oh this episode is going to be? After Everyone be like, Woo! we're hungry now. Uh, talking. <laughs> I'm hungry for cinema. I don't know about you. I'm I'm hungry for cinema. You know, I'm hungry for cinema as well. I'm just like. I just need something to eat, but cinema. Yeah, so this is it, lads. This is 2023. We are in full swing. Thank you, everybody, for listening. If you're listening on YouTube and you liked it, give us a like and subscribe if you want to see more. And if you're listening on Spotify, you can... I can't remember what you can do on Spotify. You you can follow us or give us a five-star You can review. like it. If you yeah, think you can like you're... It. Can you like him oh, on five Spotify? Stars. Five stars, yeah. Five, five stars, stars if, we're, worthy. if we're worthy, of course. Next week, we're going to be doing Babylon, and we're just going to be firing away. Everything that we've talked about, we're going to cover. You know, whether it be when it comes out or a bit later, we're going to do it all, and that is a promise. Yes. And you can also follow us on Twitter and Instagram at Arstein Film Pod. I have made a vow to tweet more oh. this year. So, oh. you know, you follow us on Twitter, oh, wow. you're going to be getting a lot of tweeting from me. My first tweet of the year was that I vomited... Uh, 2.30 a.m. Oh, on no. New Year's yeah. Day. <laughs> for the, I vomited for the first time in 10 years. Can you believe it? I'm livid. Yeah. I don't know what happened, but I'm livid. Anyway, uh, you can also email us. Tell us your thoughts on the films of the year. What are you most excited for? Is there anything we missed? I feel like we covered everything, but of course, things are going to slip through our fingers. Tell us some of the films that we might list. Tell us what you want us to cover, and we will do the oh best God, we Tom. can. <laughs> yes. We just forgot another film. No, we didn't. What do we forget? Cocaine Bear. Cocaine Bear! No! Yes! (laughs) My god, Cocaine Bear looks amazing. It looks amazing, yep. It does, it does look amazing. See that, I like, exactly. There are so many films, we're going to try and cover all of them. I don't think we'll be able to cover Cocaine Bear, I'm going to be honest. But, like, there are loads of films that we're excited for. And, of course, any films we don't cover will probably be in our top ten of the year. But, yeah. We might talk about the honourable honourable list, yes. Yes. 2023 is going to be the year of cinema. I am so excited. It's going to be great. Now, let's go get... Let's get lunch, John. (laughs) Let's let's get lunch. (laughs) Oh, my God. Right. Okay, thank you for listening. Take what you're given. Give nothing back. Goodbye. Goodbye.